find for the first time in my life, my friendship group is completely flipping on its head from that, again, that conveyor belt type structure of good school, good grades, good uni to, hey, I'm writing a script for a movie. Hey, I'm a professional ballerina who also goes to Harvard. Hey, I've just made it on Broadway in New York City. Hey, I'm an actress. And it's just completely opened my eyes. In 1837, Horace Mann created the education system, a system at the time designed to pump out factory workers and professors. The same system that is still being used today in the 21st century. Now, Mann's system is backfiring. We are being molded by the same industrial system that has existed for close to 200 years. That system delivers us into a digital economy that has no need of our outdated skills. This isn't our teacher's fault. This isn't the government's fault. This is due to a rapidly changing world full of technology and unforeseen circumstances. And us Gen Zs are caught in the middle. Welcome to the Driven Young Podcast, the podcast for stressed, overwhelmed young Australians, teaching you practical life skills you can implement now to set yourself up in life. And now your host, Byron Dempsey. Welcome back to the Driven Young Podcast, and today's episode is almost a part two episode. Today, I'm joined by Katrina Analia. Katrina and I met through a mutual friend, and she has been supporting myself and my friends and helping us ever since. She is an incredibly smart, hardworking, and recently moved to America with her boyfriend, Baron. Baron Ryan, or known as American Baron Online, was on episode 87 of this podcast. We reference him a lot throughout this episode, so I highly recommend you go back and listen to episode 87 if you haven't already. It's one of my all-time favorite favorites and you'll get so much more context to this episode. In this episode, we discuss becoming a conveyor belt kid, the power of friendships, the university trap, how to become a content creator, how she helped Baron grow to over 2 million followers on TikTok, the problem with artists and creatives, and much, much more. As per usual, please DM me if you enjoy the show. I've just had a 13-year-old girl reach out to me, which made my entire week. So shout out to Amelia. Please leave a rating on Spotify. It takes less than five seconds and it really helps me out. It would mean a lot to me. But otherwise, over to Katrina. Katrina, welcome to the podcast. Oh my God, we're starting. Here we go. We're starting. <laughs> so, um, you know, long story of how you got here. Omicron has just hit Australia. It's it been has. chaos. I know more people in the past two weeks have gotten it than I know all of COVID. So it's God. spreading like wildfire and you're about to leave to the US to see a boyfriend who you've been seeing for two years. Two years. Who was on the podcast like six or seven episodes ago. The American Baron. American Baron, <laughs> Baron Ryan. Um, so I'm excited for this episode. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Oh my but God. But as per usual, I open with every question, which is what did you do after high school? What was going on in your head? And, uh, you know, everything else in between. Yeah, no, totally. I think you've caught me at such an interesting time where... Years ago when I graduated in 2018, I thought I had it all figured out. Mm. I was one of these conveyor belt kids, as I put them, where I started high school, I had it all planned, I had my subjects, I finished with a strong ATAR, I was going to go do a commerce science degree at university, I was going to do, you know, a smart major, probably accounting or finance, Mm. and go work for, I don't know, probably some small boutique accounting place. Mm. And what ended up happening was during my time at university, I actually went to four universities in four years. Wow, wow. So I went to University of New South Wales, did a stint at London School of Economics, did a stint at Harvard University, and did a stint at Purdue University. Again, like I said, very organised, very intense. And then I, when I was in Boston, I met a guy, a creator, and he had written a bunch of stories. And I just thought, you go to Harvard and you write stories, and that's kind of, that's the plan. And that for me was such a jarring moment because I thought... 
oh my god, this guy who has this amazing mind doesn't actually aspire to work for a corporation at all. He mm. wants to just do his own thing. And that was the first time I was smacked in the face with this concept of entrepreneurship and doing your own thing. You know, I didn't even know you went to Harvard. Really? I don't think you said it. Oh, episode. surprise. Well, maybe you did and I didn't notice, but like, isn't that interesting? Yeah, exactly. So I, yeah, no, I did. It was a summer school program and we met in this, uh, in this uh, place called Fort Simon House and I was standing on one side of the room and he was standing on the other side of the room and we sort of came together. But the point I'm trying to make here is here I was meeting someone who was a writer and I had never met anyone in my life, certainly in Australia, who aspired to become a writer, mm. let alone a scriptwriter, a director, TikToker, content creator. I mean, my whole life I wanted to go work for a corporation and I thought that was the only path. And I was very much on track to the, for that path. Mm. And I still, I worked for a professional services firm, which was a fantastic experience But now I find for the first time in my life, my friendship group is completely flipping on its head from that, again, that conveyor belt type structure of good school, good grades, good uni to, hey, I'm writing a script for a movie. Hey, I'm a professional ballerina who also Mm. goes to Harvard. Hey, I've just made it on Broadway in New York City. Hey, I'm an actress. And it's just completely opened my eyes. Yeah. Hey, I'm a podcaster. Hey, I make wine. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Like, we've got a lot of friends in this space. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, as you mentioned, I remember when we were in the car with Riley. Yeah. And us and Riley was like, yeah, I never even considered any of this. But being around you guys, I'm like, now I want to do this. 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 I want to start my own thing. And it's like, yeah, that's the power of having, you know, that type of people around you. Absolutely. I I never wanted to start my own thing, honestly. I mean, but being, I guess, a bubbly person, people sort of say to you, why aren't you creating your own business? Why don't Mm. you do something? And I thought, well, I don't even know how. But instead, I'm going to follow this very, very structured route, Mm. which is something I know. It's a safe, safety and security. Exactly. And something I concept of, I haven't spoken too much on the podcast, but I'm working on like doing a solo episode in university and breaking down like, with re- like a really like tight 30 yeah. minute talk about my opinions on university. Yeah. And a lot, a big reason I think a lot of people go into university in Australia, like straight out of high school is because for 18 years in their life, they've had certainty. They knew in year six, they'd be in year seven. They knew in year seven, they'd be in year eight. They might be in a different country. They might be doing this, but they know that where their life is supposed to be in terms of how they are viewed in society. And as soon as you hit year 12, for the first time in your life, you're like, oh my God, I have to make a decision. I don't know where I'm going to be next year. What do I do? What do I do? University. Yeah. University's there. It, buy, it buys me three years. Yeah. And then once I hit my three years, I can get my two-year master's. That gives me five years of security yep. where it makes me feel like I'm on track to do something. Oh, absolutely. And that was something that was completely challenged throughout this entire pandemic, right? Mm, For the yes. first time, we didn't have this wonderful, squishy security blanket of certainty, right? And it certainly wasn't something you could purchase because yeah. you just put it. And so now I find not only are university students facing all of this uncertainty in the world, people have been made redundant. People Mm. have lost their jobs. In fact, even myself, in a two-week period, I went from being told, hey, you're going to be potentially made redundant, actually, hey, you're going to now potentially drop from five days a week to four days a week, actually, you've now been promoted. Right. And that was in two weeks. What a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's it. And I mean, I, I mean, you know, you know, Fabio, he got, he lost his job, which made him become the drone pilot. Like yeah. I lost, I lost all my clients. Like COVID really ripped out that safety and security. And you could either, I mean, you either like let it consume you and just mm. sat at home doing nothing or you went, okay, now what do I do? Yeah. And by being, cause as Fabio said, he, that decision was made for him. Yeah. Once you're in that job, it's yeah. very, very hard to get out. Oh, totally. 
I mean, I actually just quit my job yeah. last Friday. Mm. Completely resigned. And I was never going to resign. I really, really, and I loved my team. I loved my job. But here I was essentially with this content creator, script writer, future film director, if I may, yeah, yeah. <laughs> saying to me, hey, for the first time in my entire life, I'm actually making a viable income from this. Come mm. to America with me. Mm. This is a country with so much uncertainty right now in terms of COVID, in terms mm. of borders. I don't know if Australia is going to slam their borders shut again. No, because when you planned this, we were looking pretty sweet. We were looking so sweet. Yeah. And now I, I remember putting in my resignation. First of all, I didn't even know where the resignation button was. Right. It, it is not <laughs> to find it. But once I finally clicked that resignation button, I just thought, right now, for the first time since I was 22, I am actually technically unemployed. Mm. Right now I'm unemployed. I've mm. actually never said that. I'm unemployed, everyone. <laughs> but uh, so I'm now going to the US and I'm just going to see what happens. I have signed out a contract with the new company, but... I still have no idea what's going to happen. We're both yeah. moving to a brand new city and everything. Well, that's what me and Dale were saying. We we're just like, Trinic should just work full-time for Barron and become me, <laughs> me and Dale's manager. She'll make enough money just doing that. Yeah, let's and go. So what, what's she got a job for? <laughs> but I mean, look, you could work in a job for six months and go, oh my God, I don't need to do this. But I think, you know, as Barron, you know, yeah. it is good to have that safety of yeah. one of you's got a full-time income. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But I mean, it's exciting times because it means... You know, you don't know where you're going to be. I have no idea where I'm going to be. I always used to plan my life in five to ten year intervals. What? Always. How can they, how's that, How can you possibly plan it and in five to ten years? And this is what I've come to realise. Now, I'm going to turn this around and quickly ask you. Did you know that you were going to be here five years ago? No. Okay. I didn't know where I was going to be six months ago, a year okay. ago. My life is so different every 12 months. Exactly. I and started this year, like I set a bunch of goals at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Like... <laughs> The Consent Podcast, didn't plan that. Yeah. That just happened. My new program, which yeah. has been like half my year I've yeah. dedicated to, I yeah. didn't plan that. Um, moving out here, I didn't plan that. The yeah. Byron and Pace show we just started, I didn't yeah. plan. Everything that's kind of been good this year, I didn't plan. Yeah. Every single best friend I have today, I did not know existed five years ago. Yeah, right. Including Baron. Right. So the way I see it is... Why make these grand five-year plans mm. if five years ago you had no idea where you were going to be today? Mm. And so I've stopped doing that and I've become so much more comfortable now, partially because of the pandemic, to just accept what happens in every six-month period and just go yeah. from there. You know, um, oh, what's that book? Michael Singer, he wrote a very famous book. I haven't read it, but I've read his other one. Yeah. He read the, I forget what it's called, but he wrote this yeah. book. And the whole book was basically showing his entire life. It was like a biography, yeah. but he's showing how yeah. he just lets go. And it's insane. Yeah. Like, he's just like, I didn't want to do this, but I just did it. It's kind of like yeah. Yes Man. You yeah. Know, Jim oh, Curry. Like, he just. Love that movie. Yeah, so do I. And so he just kind of let go and he said, This happened. And then because I met this person, this happened. It's the same with me. Like, if you just let go, I think it's good to replace plans with aspirations. Yeah. You can have aspirations mm. and stuff that you aspire to yeah. achieve. Yeah. But once you lock something in, in stone for like yeah. a five year plan, like. Like, I don't know how you could possibly have a five-year plan. Mm -hmm. I always say don't have a plan, have an attitude. Yeah. Because you can have the best plan in the world. A global pandemic could come and flip it on its head. And yeah. suddenly you're just left with no plan and potentially a really bad attitude. And when it comes to content creating, Facebook cuts off its advertising or YouTube yeah. ads. You know, I do, do you remember like a while ago, there was like the adpocalypse. Oh. The YouTube apocalypse, which right. is basically where like um, you had to be very, very user friendly to get ads. Yeah. So all these creators, all their videos suddenly lost their revenue. Oh my god! And so they call it the adpocalypse. Yeah. And so it's like bang, you got to pivot. Like this, and it doesn't matter. You could be an engineer, and then something happens in the construction industry, you mm, lose a job. Like mm -hmm. it is. I think it's impossible. I would say even a year is like a big thing to plan. Mm. 
Oh, absolutely. I've, do you know, I'm going on a plane tomorrow morning mm. to the US. I didn't even know when I was going to do this podcast with you. Mm. I had this whole week planned out to visit all these people and then last minute realized I needed to very much quarantine before this flight and I had to cancel everything. Mm. But now I'm here day before my flight doing this podcast. So yeah. Well, I mean, we had, we we're going to go Christmas carols yesterday. We we're going to yeah. have heaps of people come we over. We do everything. I remember when you first plan, first canceled it, we were like, why, why is she canceled? She's yeah. being a bit dramatic. A yeah. day later, we're like, okay. Yeah. Like, wow. Like, and within three days, <laughs> it just, like, to give clarity, because I don't know when this episode will be out, but yeah. Omicron has just kind of hit Australia. Yeah. And the case numbers are skyrocketing. Deaths are still yeah. really low, which yeah. is great. And the most awesome. important thing. Yes. But I know people are getting it. Yeah. To be honest, I'm surprised I haven't even, I haven't got it or become a co- close contact yet. Yeah. Like, I've been seeing so many people, but I haven't even yeah. had a close contact. So right. I'm, I've been lucky. But yeah, so we had all these events planned. You had all these events to say goodbye to yeah. everyone. Bang. That's it, exactly right. But I feel like that's the metaphor for what we're talking about. You never know yeah. what's going to happen. No, I'm saying bye to everyone here on a podcast. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three weeks ago, I hope so. Anyway. And so yeah. you met Baron over there. You're moving over there now. Yeah. Like w- w- you mentioned the conveyor belt thing. Yeah. And it's funny because I hate like, I feel like people go, oh, you always bring on people on your podcast who have the, yeah. have the same views. But I'm like, I didn't know that was your view. Yeah. I, I had no idea. I didn't know the same about Fabio. Yeah. I thought Fabio had always been like making content. Yeah. And then it's just crazy. Like everyone I bring on seems to have the same story. Yeah. Which is just to me validates what I talk about and highlights how big of an issue this is. Yeah. And how not maybe what brainwashed, but how conditioned we are to go down that belt. Yeah. That being said, and I perhaps this is a little contrary to the key message you're trying to make here, but no, no, I think I know it's you're important. Say, and I probably agree. Yes. I was going to say, despite my view in that, creators and alternative career pathways are amazing. I have seen some absolutely astronomical things happen. The route that I've taken as well, I find, I wouldn't have even have met you guys without it, right? Mm. So while I still did that traditional route of high school, university, professional services firm, mm. I call that the conveyor belt pathway. PwC? PwC. Yeah. Um, the reason, so despite the fact I've done that, I was still able to get all the opportunities I've had from international travel, yeah. from going to the US, from studying in London because I took that route. And, you know, it's a good income, I assume, right. which oh. is like a good stable income, which if you're good exactly. with your money, you can invest that, you can save it. Like, exactly. I agree. There are. I think the key thing is you have to be smart. Yes. Like if you're in that job, if you're saving, the thing is, the classic is when they just get in the job, they spend all their money, yeah. they go into more debt. Yeah. They're on a quarter of a million a year going into more debt because they're yeah. getting all the nice watches to fit in with their friends yeah. um, and all that stuff. But yeah. if you're smart about it, I've got two mates, perfect yeah. example, who they want to start um, like a, not a, not, for, not a charity or not for profit, but it's like a business that does for good. Yeah. I forget what, it, I, I don't know. They want to start some big stuff. And yeah. one's working at Deloitte right now. The yeah. other one's in another firm. And they're like, we want to basically work for five years, once we're 25. Yeah. We'll invest that money, save yeah. up. Then we'll have enough money to kickstart our business. Yeah. And I'm like, smart. That's exactly right. Now, even though I took this conveyor belt route, I don't feel like I had a conveyor belt experience because I thought, okay, I can either just stay at university for four years or I can travel as much as I humanly yeah. possibly can. And so I managed to squeeze two summer schools in and an exchange semester. It was so much fun, but also so intense. Yeah. And so I don't feel like I had a conventional university experience at all. Yeah. I was hardly even in the country for well, half of the degree. That sounds sick. Yeah, it I'm was not, hectic. I always talk about like, I think Australia is one of the worst university experiences because all our universities are in the city. And so no one leaves home. Yeah. And so in the, basically it's very simple. Off the research I've done, all the comments and everything, in Australia, if you live on campus, you have a good experience. If yeah. you don't, 
you have a really crap experience at university. Yeah. And the downside is if you live on campus, now you're in like $30,000 of extra debt because it's so expensive because you're competing with, you know, international students who mm-hmm. come from China, from like billionaires and mm-hmm. multi-millionaires and mm-hmm. they send their students, their kids over. So it's like this really weird dynamic. Whereas in America, they've got like university towns and you like leave your, your city to go like live there. Oh, and so yeah. even though the debt is astronomical in America, yes. at least they get a cool, and not everyone, but at no. least they get a cool experience. And it's yeah. like when you look back at your life at uni, it's like you want to have a, had a cool experience, hopefully yeah. got the degree as well. Yeah. I just, it breaks my heart when people, all they do is get the piece of paper. They have yeah. no, no good experience. No. They're $50,000 in debt. And it's yeah. like when they could have been like you, you could, you could travel yeah. and study. You, you could, literally can. You could go study in a different country. You could do this, all these different options, yeah. but they're so unknown to us when we finish oh, school. Absolutely. One thing that I didn't know that I think every student at university should know is the government in Australia, this is very much an Australian thing, will give you upwards of $6,500 twice during your degree, to go and study abroad. See, they just give do, it to you. Cash. Why don't we know that? Yeah, why don't we know that? It's That's not advertised. For 13 grand. 13 grand is the total amount that I borrowed. You get to borrow twice and you can go study abroad. And that pretty much pays for all of your accommodation. And your you flights. Uh, everything. The hardest thing is get, saving up to get flights. Yes, yeah, no, that, that yeah. is expensed. Yeah. I just applied and it, boom, in my bank account a few days later. Wow. Yep. That's insane. Yep. See, why don't, shouldn't a career advisor be teaching that? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like when yeah. you sit down, it's shouldn't someone be like, so... You want to go to university, here are your options. Yep. You could travel while doing it. You could yep. go study in America or England, here are the other yep. options to do that. You've got all these different scholarships you could do. Yep. Did you see my Instagram story the other day about the girl? She, she sent me a big message how much she loved the podcast I did, and stuff. I did, I did. And I she did. was like, I just landed yes. a $70,000 scholarship oh off some God. of your advice. Oh, my God. I was God. like, are you Do you know me? something like 30% of all scholarships go completely yeah. just unawarded? Millions of dollars. I, I think it's around $2 million a year the yeah. Australian government cannot give away. Yeah. Like they and they've got it. It's like yeah. a present. Take the present. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and it, and obviously it depends on your situation, but I mean, that was my. I did an episode with my mate, and he applied for fifty scholarships because you do the first one takes ages, the second one takes a while. Once you've done three or four, you're just copy and pasting the other. You're just taking everything and just yeah. like slightly adjusting it. So you could do apply for fifty scholarships in a week or two weeks. Yeah. And what what does it cost you? Like two weeks of your life for yeah. potential of like seventy thousand yeah. dollars. Do you realize the only reason I got my current job at this professional services firm is because they sent me a reminder email yeah. that their application form was closing. Wow. And it was, I think I had 15 minutes left on the clock to actually submit it. Yeah. I submitted it and now they are the reason I'm going to move to the United States tomorrow. Wow. wow. You know, I've got a similar story. <laughs> you know, I did to empower you. Yeah. That program which has been yeah. a huge thing for me. So I met Brent. I met Brent through Dale, his yeah. business partner. I signed up to Dale's program. The only reason I signed up to Dale's program was yeah. he runs a free event. Yeah. And I woke up on a Saturday one morning and I got uh-huh. a text that's saying, hey, Byron, just a reminder, the event's happening today. Completely, I had no idea. I completely forgot about it. And I was like, I'm not doing anything today. All right, I'll drive 40 minutes into the city. I'll go along. Then I met Dale. I signed up to his program. He introduced me to Brent, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, when we talk about, I say this concept that a life-changing opportunity yeah. comes across your door every two weeks. I don't... Ooh. Oh, it's I not. Love that. It's not obvious. No. When you say no. a statement, everyone goes, "Oh, what life changing opportunity?" I didn't see it. Yes. For me, it was a text message yep. that I ha- happened to say to. If we go back yep. even further with Nat, yeah. You know Nat, like Nat yep. messaged me to get coffee. Yeah. Then I linked up with Nat, and then Dale, and I met all these friends, yep. and then you and Nat introduced you to yes. you to me, and blah blah blah. And it's like that's a life changing opportunity. Yep. You just it doesn't feel like it at the time. Sliding door moments is what I call them. Yeah. And I always like to say, you never know who you're dancing with on the dance floor. Yeah. Right, you could be dancing next to someone who's wearing ripped jeans, might look like just any other person at the bar. Suddenly, you talk to them, and they're the reason your life changes. Yeah. I always find the most life-changing opportunities are always the most 
unapparent ones at the time. And insignificant. Yeah. They feel very like they're nothing. It's always that guy on a bike riding past you or, you know, the person at the supermarket who sees you and says, oh, you really look like my friend. Actually, my friend's a blah, blah manager. Can I have your number? Boom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the thousand doors to talk about. Behind one door is a thousand others, potentially. Always. And so, you know, you might might walk through one door and there's no – no other opportunities happen. Yeah. And that happens most of the time. Yeah. But it's the one door that has a thousand behind it, which is going to change your yeah, life. Absolutely. If you want to go right back to how I even got to Harvard to begin with, I was starting from max from maths exam at university and it was my boss's wedding night. And she invited us to the mercantile in the city. And so we went to the mercantile. I originally was like, oh, should I go? Should I not? I've got this big test tomorrow. I went anyway. Sat next to this guy at work I rarely speak to. He said to me, you should go study in London. So I did. I went to go study in London, went to London, met a few people there who had just returned from Harvard Summer School. They said, you need to go study at Harvard. Then the following year, I thought, can I even go? To, how the heck am I yeah, supposed to get I to wouldn't Harvard? Know where to start. Like, how do you even know? You go on their website. The only thing is you have to pay for the tuition. Yes. And then you can go. But, again, it's just two subjects worth of tuition. It's not like it's this $50,000 thing. Mm. I think it's like 3500 per subject. Right. But if you do that for two subjects, plus you get the $6,500 from the government, the government yeah. has now just paid for you to go to Harvard for summer. Yeah. Plus you can say, I went to Harvard. Yeah, for the summer. <laughs> yeah, and, like, yeah. how cool. The government is paying for you to go to an Ivy League. Yeah. I, that's not even an exaggeration. That's exactly what happened. Well, I didn't know you could get the six and a half yeah. thousand. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know anyone who knows that, to be honest. Yeah. Like, and it's just little things like that. Yeah. But it's like, why don't we know this? It's, yeah. I, it feels like the government doesn't want to give it away. It's like, no, we have it there. We just don't promote it sort of thing, which exactly. could be probably true. Yeah. Uh, and same with scholarships. Oh, no, the scholarship options are there. You guys yeah. just need to apply. Yeah. This generation's lazy as. Yeah. They don't oh, yeah. know their options. No, absolutely. So they lay it out in front of them. Yeah. And maybe that's why they don't lay it out in front of you. I don't know. Maybe that is why. Conspiracy theories now. Conspiracy. Government conspiracy (laughs) theories. But yeah, so you're going to America. Um, I guess I wanted to go into, you kind of mentioned at the beginning when you met Baron, that was the first time you had met someone who was like going somewhere different. Yeah. Like, and I guess you've met a lot of people like that now. So what do you, because you've got this job lined up, you're helping manage him. Yes. So I mean, do you want to just really share, quickly share the story of how you got him on TikTok? Because I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think the thing that always frustrates me the most is when I see someone with amazing yep. talent, but people don't know about it. It's when they've got great talent, but no marketing ability. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wouldn't say he has no marketing ability. No, no, no. <laughs> but at the time. When they, at the time, yeah. right. And so there was me here doing a commerce degree and Baron here writing all of this amazing work. In fact, the first night I met him, he, said me t- he told me that he's a writer. And I said, cool, can I, can I read some of your work? Like, then and there. And so he pulls out his laptop. I start reading his work and I'm just like, holy shit. This is art. This is... Someone needs to read this. Mm. So fast forward a couple years, this platform called TikTok comes around. Mm. And while at the time it was very much a little girls dancing on the platform, people pouring cup uh, Coke into a cup and it overflowing and that getting a million views, it was very much... It was musically. It was musically, exactly. Yeah. It was very, very... Yeah, it, there wasn't too much on there. And I said to Baron, this is where Instagram was 10 years ago. Mm. If you get onto TikTok down now, that is like buying really awesome stock before it becomes big. You need yeah. to get on there right now and go as hard as you can because there will come a time where you will not be able to open TikTok without seeing an ad. Mm. 
And I remembered at the time sitting there scrolling through TikTok thinking, wow, isn't it nice how there's no ads? One day I'm going to remember this moment and be like, wow, there was a time where there were no ads whatsoever. And so he went super hard. He was going three skits a day, then eventually two skits a day. And I think within six months he hit nearly half a million followers. Mm, Wow. It was insane. But the point is, like you said before, there was this sliding door opportunity where he had to just get in there early and then go as hard as he could. Yeah. And then now he's nearly at two million and now I'm moving to America. Yeah. <laughs> and he's full time income off of full time. Yeah. Complete full time income. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the opportunity of TikTok. And yeah. most people still don't get it. I mean, me and Dale just started the me and Pace, I guess I should say, because that's our name. We just started an account three weeks ago and it's on 150K. Yeah, that's and so unbelievable. Pe- and so people are like, oh no, nah, as you said, oh you know, he got in early. Yeah. I think it's very easy to be like, oh, Baron got in early, I can't start. Oh, Baron got in, in in, you know, 2020, I can't start. Yeah. Um, no. No. I, I just did one. Do you realise how many adults do not even have TikTok? Yeah. They'll say things like, oh, I don't want to download it yet because I already have Instagram. And it's like, you know what? That attitude is the very reason why so many people are still able to become so successful because it is not a saturated market yet. And to anyone out there who's still wondering, should I download TikTok? Should I start? Is it too late? You have absolutely so not missed the boat. It's Mm. not even funny. I just proved it. You just proved it. We started one three weeks ago. Yeah. And it's been going like gangbusters. Yeah. And it's off... You know, obviously we're, you know, I'm pulling a lot of strings yeah. in terms of like, this is very TikTok content. Yeah. But I mean, it just, if you're a designer, you should be filming everything and time-lapsing your artwork and posting oh, that. 100%. Like, there's just so much things you could be doing. Um, marketing, I think, is one of the most important skills we could be learning. Yes. Look, if you want to go into the, con- you know, the okay, conveyor belt has negative connotations. It does. You know, I think there's nothing wrong with it. No. As long as you're happy. Yes. It's the key thing. I think I'm going to replace the word conveyor belt with predictability. It's... It's the it's the route that we've been taught. It's the, it's the safer route that we know yeah. and love. It's a traditional like pathway. To, it's the traditional pathway. That's exactly yeah. right. And I think again, it's if, if you enjoy it, that's yeah. the key thing. If you totally. enjoy it, I mean, you enjoy your job. Oh, I love my job. Yeah, I I love my team. I love my job. I love the company. I love the opportunities it's provided me. Mm. There is no doubt at all about that. But I also can't help but be totally inspired mm. by all the people I've met in these alternative routes at the moment. Yeah. I mean, the thing I would say is you're probably making more money than all of those people. <laughs> and so that's where it's, that's why I think it's really valid. It's like, oh, I've got no money. Okay. Then you're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have yeah. to, you're going to have to get a job or oh. you're going to have to do your skits on the side. Yeah. You know, Aaron I, went for a year and a half straight earning zero dollars. Same with me. Yeah. I went for ages. I was earning money, but not through that. I had to work my other job. I had to run my other business, which is totally. bringing, keeping me afloat. Absolutely. Um, especially, you know, when you're hiring, you need a space. Po- doing in-person podcasts, I need the equipment. I need a space, which mm-hmm. is a pain in the ass. With aircon, it's really hot today. Well, now we've got this, <laughs> the new space we're in. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. We actually got the aircon fixed last night. Oh, so, thank God. Yeah, Honestly. good timing. I walked in, it was like a fridge. Yeah, Loved yeah. It. It's so good. <laughs> but I, yeah, I agree. I think the creative, they're both good pathways. It's just so long as you're happy. And I just think because I don't talk about the traditional pathway because it's traditional and everyone already knows everyone it. Everyone knows it. That's exactly right. So it's like, let's shine a light on these ones mm. where it's like, look, no one is a, who, what is an artist? Mm. Oh, I'm an artist. What is an artist? What does that mean? Who is an artist? Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And I think the fact <laughs> is before, I like to call them the gatekeepers. They're the agents, the managers, Hollywood, Gold Coast, Fox Studios, all of these different industries very much held the keys mm. For all of these yes. positions, like directors, script writers. How, do, how does one go from student to James Cameron? Right. Like, how does one even do that? Right. There's no Bachelor of James Cameron, mm. okay? <laughs> like, imagine if there was. Um, there, there, that path just doesn't exist. And for the first time ever, 
the game has been completely flipped on its head. Yeah. People can now download an app and fly. That didn't exist before. It's the same with me with podcasting. Um, like, usually it's the... Even at the podcast awards, this year was really good. But last yeah. year, I remember, it was just radio stations and the huge the huge networks that were winning all the awards. It's like, yeah. man, how can you possibly compete? How can you compete? Now you can with now social can. media. For the first time. Yeah. And it's, I mean, art, I mean, not art, but yeah, art, I guess, is very almost anything in the creative space. But when it comes to filmmaking, I agree. Yeah. I use, I don't say James Cameron. I say, how do you become Steven Spielberg? Yeah. Like, there's no bachelor for that. There's no. no. And in fact, getting a bachelor doesn't, I don't think he had one. No. He, he got his first, he got, he went to study in 2006. Yeah. By then he'd already done Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, like all his biggest hits had already been done then. And it's like, it's, I mean, in that world, it's more who you know rather than what you know. I'd flip that around and say, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. Right. Oh, that's a good one. And that yeah, yeah, yeah. is what TikTok and Instagram have provided in today's world. That's really good. I'm going to use that. It is though. I mean, that's where it's like the benefit for me having the podcast on person. Even yeah. though my downloads aren't massive compared to like, you know, the big hitters who are getting 50K downloads an episode or whatever. Yeah. I just very recognizable because all my, it's all brand recognizable because everyone sees me online all the time. Mm. Whereas if I was just an audio podcast, no one would recognize me or really know who I was. And so that's been quite beneficial for me in terms of, yeah, who knows you. But yeah, it is. It's who, who knows you. It's who knows you. And I know putting your stuff out there is scary. Yeah. And not everyone wants to do it. No. But, I mean, if you want to be in the space, this is where the world's going, the metaverse and everything. Oh, yeah. It's where the world's going. Well, I think it's so – It's that's just such an artist thing, though, isn't it? It's like, oh, no one understands my work. That was what Baron said in our That's episode. what Baron – yeah, he always used to yeah. – spe- he was doing that – he says it because it, he was doing that very thing. It was – he right? said it so well. I loved it. He was just yeah. like – it was very easy to hide behind the facade of yes. being an artist. Yes, And so you wouldn't put your stuff out there because, like, no, nah, no one gets me. Yeah. No one gets me. I'm, I'm, my, my mind's too sophisticated for the, yeah, the status yeah. quo, the general population. But I think it's even like that in the business world, right? People are like, oh, you know, I'm so good at my job. I can make these really amazing spreadsheets. I'm not going to share them with anyone. Mm. And it's like, well, I mean, you can be all precious about your spreadsheets. You can be all precious about the books that you write. You can store them away in a sock drawer. But at the end of the day, if you're not sharing what you know, no one's going to recognize you and no yeah. one's going to see you. And then it's going to be really hard to grow from that. Yeah. I think the other thing on that is like, you can't look at like bar- any creators you like and mm. look, I want to create content like that. I have to be yeah. as good as them because that's not how good they were when no. they started. Absolutely not. Like I, you know, Baron said he didn't do skits at the beginning. He just did like dad jokes. Yeah. Oh, they were skits, but they weren't like his, his skits now. No. He did like dad jokes yeah. and he just ripped them from Google and stuff. That's and he's just kind of performing them. Yeah. Now he like writes his own mini yeah. movies and everything. And it's like, you just got to get started. I think, I think the thing as well though, is you said just then he started with dad jokes. Okay. So the algorithm awarded him in the beginning for these dad jokes. And mm. so he thought, oh, well, I'm not going to speak on his behalf, but it, it appeared as though he was going, oh, dad jokes work. Oh, mm. predictability. Oh, safety net. Let's just go do dad jokes. And that's the trap that I find a lot of creators can fall into. They go, oh, wiggling my butt. That gets me views. Yeah. Oh, flicking my hair in this way. That gets me views. And yeah. suddenly you start dancing to the algorithm. It's so easy to fall into the algorithm vortex where it starts telling you what to do. The thing is you ca- you cannot dance to the algorithm. You yeah. have to let the algorithm dance to you. Do you know, no, I actually haven't said this before, but Go when on. I first started my TikTok, yeah. my first bunch of viral videos were all of my guests. And I had this thing like, no one's going to know who I am. Oh. I can't get viral videos because my first set of viral videos were just my guests, oh. like their clips. Yeah. 
And then I had my first viral video of me talking and yeah. I was like, it felt like I reset. I'm like it was validated. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but I had that belief like, yeah. oh, I can't go viral with myself, right. only with my guests or something. Right, but that's because the algorithm taught you that. And I just kept posting. And you just kept posting. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, one of them's going to hit. Yeah. Eventually. And then it did. <laughs> yeah. And now everyone knows you yeah. as that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, now I, I think there's more videos of me than my guests. Totally. That have gone yeah, no, I've seen videos of you before where it's just you yeah. and then it'll flick to the guest for a split second, but it's you. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. Because I've gotten better. You've it's not, got it so better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like where you start is not where you finish. No. And so, you know, he started with dad jokes. Brooke started with politics. Yeah. I started, if you look at my videos now, I do subtitles. They're much yeah. faster. I've got a brand new studio. When yeah. I started, it was in like this shitty little room. Yeah. I had Amazon lights. Yeah. Like the, I st- I've, now I've got these new mics. Yeah. These aren't mine. These they're, are great mics. These are the best mics on the market. Uh, it's so, the best mic I've ever spoken into in my life. There you go. The first <laughs> 85 episodes or like 90 episodes were just my yeah. $200 Amazon mics. Yeah. Um, same. I'm, I'm still using my phone to record right now. <laughs> right here. Here, right here. Oh, right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where is it? I'm still using my phone to record. I, yeah. I won this camera in high school. Yeah. Like equipment, don't get caught in the trap of equipment as well. No. Like doesn't Baron use his phone? He uses his phone. He Listen, he uses his phone to film and to edit. Yeah. Oh, he he doesn't even phone? edit on a laptop with a mouse. Oh, it's all him pinching a screen. Isn't that, that ridiculous? That is, I don't know who he edits. Yeah, it's all that. like just, it's him pinching a screen. That is what is, They're that's really his good. career. Yeah, no, it's actually amazing. I feel like you could be a lot faster on a laptop. <laughs> Potentially. Maybe this is But, good. I mean, it, it validates the point even more. Validates the point even more. And I think I even saw one where he did like a superhero skit and he wore like a, a face mask and oh cut, cut holes in it. And it's Not like, brilliant. you know, it, it's, it's humorous for one. Yeah. But it's like, what do I have lying around that I can use? Do I have to get a full superhero outfit? Yeah. No, just throw like a random cape on like a towel. Oh, absolutely. And then use a face mask and cut it out. And so... Again, just get started and don't worry about equipment or what you're going to do. No. Yeah, and people might make fun of you. Yeah. Who, who cares? They will. Totally. No, they absolutely yeah. will. And I think I really want to sort of flesh out that point you've just made there where you've said, just get started, just start. When I first started at, at Big Four Firm, I, I was not a management consultant. I wasn't even in the, the slightest of careers I wanted to be in. I was mm. actually an audit. Mm. I was an auditor and I survived what we call two busy seasons worth of time. And we would go out to different client sites. We would be in these little rooms and we would go through different clients' books. And I, I did not study an accounting degree. I think I did what, accounting 101, <laughs> I think is what it's called. I knew maybe what a debit and a credit was and that was kind of it. Right. And I just remember thinking, oh my goodness, I have been put into this, this career and I have no idea how to actually do this. And don't get me wrong, they put us through very intense training and by the end of it, I I felt like I very much knew what I was doing. But the point is, I knew I was not meant to be in audit three weeks in. Mm. I knew. And I thought, how can I pivot? And I think that's the thing where a lot of people finishing high school think. They think they have to know exactly what their life's going to be the Mm. second they finish at 18, I had no idea where I was going. I still don't know where I'm going to be when I grow up. 18 and lost. 18 and lost. Name there you go. Book. Oh, plug, my gosh. Little plug. But the point is I started in audit and now I'm essentially an educational consultant. Mm. And in another two years, maybe I'll also be a talent manager. Right. I have no idea. I never did a Bachelor of Talent Management. Yeah. However, the experiences I got along the way, even in audit, right, I can now whiz my way through an Excel spreadsheet, yeah. right? The skills you gain along the way kind of get accumulated in your little toolkit that you can Mm. then apply to a career that may have not even existed when you started yeah well that's what they're saying 65 percent of young people are going to be working careers that don't currently exist right now which is ridiculous so how can you be 
preparing for a career that doesn't exist. In my yeah. opinion, it's yeah. through skills that are transferable, communication yes, skills. absolutely. I guess soft skills. If yeah. you want to pre- prepare for a career that doesn't exist, you don't need to know advanced math or no. spreadsheeting. Sure, it might be helpful, yeah. but you need to be good at communicating, yes. good at like leadership or yep. working with a team. Yep. You need to have good emotional intelligence, yep. You know, you, all that sort of stuff. You need to be able to manage your mental health, yep. work on yourself, relationships with other people. Yep. doesn't matter what career you go into. Chances are those are going to be really beneficial. Oh, absolutely. I can't name a single career where communication is not important. Yeah. Even like, and <laughs> like I mean, if, if you're trying to try and name one, probably like a software engineer, but even then, if you want to get the job... You know, you still need to be able to communicate yourself well Absolutely. how good you are. Like, even though you're just sitting at a computer writing code, yeah. which is probably one of the few yeah. few things where it's yeah. like you don't need communication skills, but right. everything else. Oh, even, but even so, like, there are bugs that appear in code that mm. you have to communicate to people. I guess software engineering is communication, just yeah. a different type. Yeah, it's communication through code. There you yeah, go. Yeah. It's a different language. Yeah, different language. Yeah. So, well, maybe we'll flesh this question out a bit, yeah. but I mean... I mean, we're short for time. I was usually a bit longer, but, you know, yeah. you're a busy woman about to go to America. I know, it's It's crazy. been pretty crazy. This time tomorrow, I'm going to be on a plane. It's exciting, though. First <laughs> oh time on a plane God. in a while. A long time. Certainly yeah. international. First yeah, time oh, in three years. Yeah. Maybe four. Yeah. Yeah. And we were saying we'll probably come visit you guys next year. With it, who? Be, I mean, who even knows now? Seeing you in Austin. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to be it's gonna be fun. That's what I was saying, like, in terms of creators in Austin and people to meet, like, I've, I know people who say Australia can be like limiting as a creator once you hit a certain point, and I can see that in mm. terms of opportunities. Mm. Um, so it is cool. I'd love to go to America. I've never been. So that'll be fun. You've never been? No, I've never been. Oh, you're going to have fun. Everyone always assumes I have. I don't know why. Yeah, I think it's because when people are in the creative sphere, America's kind of like the mecca uh, yeah, it of is. being a creator. So yeah. I think it's a natural assumption. That's and a lot of Aussie creators, once they hit a certain point, they just go to America, which yeah. is kind of sad because, I mean, I guess we never have the big creators here. Yeah. But Anyway, we'll move on to the final question, sure. which is just what would your number one piece of advice be to an 18-year-old or the younger generation? Ooh. Hurry slowly. Mm. So what do I mean by that? I mean, it's very – like while it's important to get to, I guess, this final destination, it's very important to not hurry so much that you miss everything along the way. Mm. So hurry in that you're doing things with – decision-making with clear thought processes. You know, you're weighing the pros and cons, but do it slow enough so that you don't accidentally miss something even more amazing along the way. That's it, isn't it? And I think to add on to that, like be open to new things. Mm. Don't live life as straight line. No. Be more fluid. Be no. open to new things. Oh, but my five-year plan said this. No. Fuck your five-year plan. Yeah. It's yeah. like, no, you can't have a five-year plan now. You cannot have a five-year plan. You could back in, you know, 1980, yep. 1990. Yeah. But now with the internet... And look, the metaverse is coming out. NFTs are coming out. And NFTs. All this. Are, what the heck was an NFT five years ago? Oh, well, a year ago. What? Well, two years just ago? Just three letters. Yeah, <laughs> NFT. Pushed together. It was just an acronym. Yeah, it was just an acronym. Yeah, and now like the meta, Facebook has just changed the name to Meta. Yeah. Me and Pace are already like, how do we be the first podcast to host a live me- live show in the metaverse so people can watch a show? Yeah. Like live, which would be awesome, and like yeah. other other things like that. Like, is, and I hate the idea of the metaverse. Oh, yeah. I hate the idea of going and living in a virtual universe and having all that stuff. I hate it, but mm. it's where the world's going. Mm. And I can either complain about it yeah. or, like, we're going to have to adapt to it. Absolutely. Even NFTs. I hate the way NFTs have kind of been portrayed now. Like it's just oh. NFT is amazing technology, but the way it's just, like, shitty artwork is, like, underutilizing its potential. But... But also, I'm just thinking, I'm imagining someone sitting in their apartment in Austin watching us have this podcast in front of them right now. That's pretty cool. No, they'll be, like, <laughs> up, they'll, they'll be, like, virtual reality. They can, like... Walk, walk around, around and watch it, yeah. Oh, That's man. just saying you can like watch football matches. Yeah, in the future. Like flying around watching football matches anywhere you want in the stadium because you're like in the metaverse that or something. That is ridiculous. Point is, yeah. 
you've got to be open to new things. Very much. And don't don't plan. Just plan to have a good attitude. Yeah. If you plan to, what is it? If you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Or is, it, is that? No, that, that is the quote. I'm actually saying the complete opposite. Yeah, don't plan say, at all. Yeah. Screw the plan. Just have a good attitude. Have aspirations. Have aspirations. Have, have traits and things you aspire, like, you know, qualities about yourself yep. and how you want to live your life, yep. values, all that yep. sort of stuff, maxims and whatever. Yeah. But you can't plan out a year. No. Like, it's just too unpredictable. And always go to your boss's unexpected wedding on a Tuesday right, night right. before a maths exam. But that's It'll change about, your life. But that's what I mean about the life-changing opportunities. You never yep. know. You could no. have just said, oh, I'm really tired. I don't, I don't want to go. That's what I was going to do. That's in bang. That's a life-changing opportunity. Life-changing opportunity. And then you listen to a podcast saying, oh, life-changing opportunity comes across your door and you go, no, it doesn't. Yeah. No, it did. You just yeah. missed out. You just missed it. You blinked. Yeah. Don't blink. Don't blink. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Don't blink. Well, Trina, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I Not feel like problem. for 40 minutes, this was a jam-packed episode. Hopefully people got some value out of it. Um, for people who want to get in contact with you or find you, where's the best place to go? Trina underscore talks on Instagram. Yeah. And also TikTok. And TikTok. Yeah. I'll add all the links in the bio below. But nice otherwise, one. thanks for coming on the show. Not a problem. And hopefully I have a good flight tomorrow. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> See ya.